like what were you were you a nerd in high school right and i was like i don't know to me nerd implies like i had some sort of interest i it was like my answer was i think i was just unpopular Hello and welcome to Dinner Views. I'm Matthew Francis. This is the show where I get to make a dream dinner for my amazing friends that live here in Hollywood. And I get to interview them about their life, their career, and what's next for them in the future. And today, I have a super special guest. Pop on up. Ah, popped up! <laughs> this is Jess Maroney. Um, I don't even know what your, your fan account Instagram thing is. Oh, you don't, I don't, we don't know if anybody's running it anymore. Oh, really? But if you want to see a really interesting um, year and a half of my life at work, uh-huh. um, it's JMO Bugs. But yeah. don't, um, it, it's not run through my phone number, so I can't say hello if you say hello to me back. Um, maybe one day I will have an Instagram, but. Yeah. Not now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Until then, until then, it's like a perfect way to just kind of see what Jess is like. It really just encaptures her personality perfectly, I would say. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm glad you're here. Thanks for coming. I'm happy to be here. You are like a really amazing, like vibrant human, and I'm such I'm so attracted to those type of people that just like are you know exude positivity, and that's so you. So, oh, thank you. I mean, yeah, I hate the I hate the thing of like opposites attract. Yeah. I mean, all people attract all people. Like, it just depends what kind of people you is, and like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) you to me, like I perceive you as a very vibrant, colorful, happy, knows what they're doing kind of person. Like, and I I also have always been attracted to confidence. Yeah. And like, I think now that I'm older too, I have to accept that like. I have become someone who is perceived as confident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I am confident. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's less of opposites attract or likewise people. It's more just like interesting people attract each yeah, other. You know? yeah. yeah. I think people who also look like they are whole humans. Yes. Um, attract people. Yes. Okay. And then of course people have probably already fallen in love with you. But what? Like, give us like your tiny little life story. Like, catch us <gasps> up. Catch us up on your life. Catch you up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I love all people, places, and things. Great. Um, I'm very active in climate justice. Yes. Um, be it politically or just like with individual habit changes. Um, I love the ocean. Don't even get me started on talking about it. Um, I'm Sicilian. Uh, that I usually don't drop that out. I like being... I love dancing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, she does. It's like a very freeing. It's like a yoga for me. Like I think people get really nervous in in the states. I think about dancing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. like it's a very innate thing for me. And and I mean I get nervous too. But it's like I don't do it for anyone else but me. So I actually get kind of caught off guard if I recognize that someone's watching me mm. dancing. But that's why I I try to like have a narrative of, in my head of when I'm nervous. To just be like, this will help someone else dance. Yes. This will help someone else dance. Yes. Anyway, and it works. Yes. Go on. You can catch yeah. me, not on Instagram, but at Motown Monday at the shortstop. <laughs> I still every not, Monday. I still have not come with you yet. You've been wanting to. I, I want to go, but it's like every Monday seems to be busy for me, but I have to do it sometime. What I tell people is that, like, I'll be there. You can come. Great, <laughs> great, 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 great. Okay, good. I mean, I don't know. Did I miss anything? No, um, I mean, what are you doing now with your, like, your career and stuff? Oh, career. I'm yeah. actually kind of bored of that word. <laughs> I've like been really more in a mood about celebrating like celebrating life yeah. and, and celebrating culture. Mm-hmm. And I'm taking this big trip for work. Um, I work for Bring Me, which is a travel page of BuzzFeed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to work on Tasty. Yes. I definitely think like my first passions and still my passions are food. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was just, I had, being a vegan or becoming a vegan while I was working at BuzzFeed um, and working with brands became a conflict of interest. Um, yeah. And I just like to mix it up. Yeah. Um, but I'm really settling in on this team and I'm traveling to Columbia in a couple days. Oh, I'm so excited for you. For a month. Yes. And um, it's like something that I pitched, something that I've like really pushed forward. So I'm really, 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 really excited about it. Um, but it's got me thinking about 
you know, culture and celebration and, like, why I'm personally, like, attracted to um, different cultures. And yeah. I think it's because I don't think we, at least in my nuclear family or, like, here mm-hmm. in the States, I, like, don't perceive people celebrating things outside of career. Yeah. And, mm. like, I just don't, I mean, I, I was bred that way for quite some time, but now I just, I, I don't, I don't, I don't feel that way. Right. I don't celebrate, I, I love celebrating. Like, yeah. Um, and you know, I'm not gonna, I don't think I'm gonna, I already bought my return flight, so I'm coming back, <laughs> but, um, you know, and I would love to make, you know, the space that I do have here in Los Angeles, uh, you know, a very celebratory space. I'd love to bring it here, but I have been thinking a lot about priorities and Good. for me, celebrating life is one of them. So career, yes. I'm kind of like, I'm lucky and I'm privileged and I'm comfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm definitely shifting focus. Good. And that's I think that's a really great path for you. And I'm like I think that's I'm excited to see what you gain knowledge wise from that because I'm just gonna like seep it off of you and learn from you because yeah. it's it's great. Um, okay, so the first thing you have to do to earn the food is we play a little game. And we do it um, because I think this game really tells me and everyone listening a lot about a person. Okay. okay. So this is called Fast Food Favorites. Ugh. Where I know I, I <laughs> I know it's like a, mis- a little bit of a misnomer because like I don't okay. like fast food either, and it's not it's not about fast food. Okay. It's just it's just a fast game. I also have never eaten at Taco Bell. Uh wow! I think I've maybe yeah. done it once, so I'm not that. In Pennsylvania, you have like combination Chick Fil A, uh, or sorry, not Chick Fil A, like uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken, Pizza Hut, mm. and Taco Bell. And I always went for Pizza Hut or chicken. My parents and my family like fast food, but like. I've, I've never really liked it. So like, I think I've been like each of them like once or twice. Okay. Um, but there's a more just about like, so okay. you're going to reach in, mm-hmm. you're going to grab like food items. Like, mm-hmm. It could be like dessert. It could be ice cream. It could be like fruit. And you're going to tell us your favorite flavor of those things. Okay. And do as many as you can under one minute. Okay. Okay. Wait, Ooh, I, I love start a yet. competition. Okay. Right? That's the whole point. Okay, like, okay. I love winning too. So So how do I win though? So you, oh, so other guests have also competed. and we're, <laughs> we're, Yeah. So... The highest score so far is Jaleesa with 24. Okay. I also want to say I'm probably going to not be even like, probably by like number four, I'm not naming my favorite thing. So maybe this won't be a good picture of me, but Uh, I'm in it to win it. Okay. Great. That's what I want. That's the impression I want to leave. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So wait, hand out. Why? Okay. But here. Nope. Out. Where's that? Like that's fine. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Pasta shape. Ooh, flat fettuccine. Lettuce, arugula, seafood, oysters, herb, basil. Okay, let's not scream as much. Sorry, pasta sauce, Alfredo, um, burger topping, like caramelized onions, mm. donut, Boston cream, dairy item, cashew milk. Um, last supper. What? Well, what I ate? Indian food, specifically dal, cheese. Ah, uh, there's just so many. What's the one? Ah, uh, goat. We'll just goat cheese? Goat. That's good. Junk food. Um, ice cream of all types. Mm-hmm. Um, fruit, strawberries, <laughs> burrito filling, carnitas, um, mm. chip flavor, barbecue, vegetable, spinach, rice, saffron, or, um, or borio, bread, franchese, dessert, also ice cream, smoothie, strawberry. Okay, grain. Good job. Okay, so uh, we'll count them all up and see what you got. Let's see. I don't think I got 24, but two. But I'm hot. That's right. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Very good. Like very good. No, good job, that was Jess. impressive. That was really. Um, I think I'm gonna keep both in because that was funnier. Maybe I'll like keep the, <laughs> the the mess up one as like a blooper because that was hilarious. Um, can you imagine? It's like you tried so hard. I'm gonna win, and then you get one. So, so okay. So what was it? It was um. What was the number? Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. So we're gonna. I'll write that down eventually or okay. later. Um. But okay. Great. Um. So, that was fast food favorites. Okay. Good job. I'm gonna pour some wine and like about all that that we learned from you. Um, like, see, I, that tells a lot about who you are, I think. It does. 
Honestly, so the cheese one tripped me up. I was trying to say smoked Gouda. Mm. And for some reason, I couldn't get Manchego out of my head. Anyone else, like, have brain shards like that? Oh, every day. <laughs> Someone could ask me my name under pressure, and I'd be like... Mm. Wait, 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 wait. Here we go. I want to get the sound. Also, if you're hearing siren, just because we're in the middle of Hollywood. There we go. Jess brought her favorite, Lambrusco. Nice, sparkling Italian wine. Also, that glass. And very cheap. Yes. Cheers. Cheers, my love. Before we get into it. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. Um, okay, so then, speaking of colorful, bright vegan food, <laughs> um, we're going to go right into our appetizer, okay? And this next segment is called What App? Okay? Okay. Because I'm going to surprise you with an appetizer while we answer questions from social media apps. Whoa! Oh, wait, questions for you? Questions for, for you? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Y'all got questions? Actually. Hopefully I can like answer them in a shorter amount. You, you're, you're, <laughs> trust me, I can cut things down if I need to. It's all great. I mean, like, look at Mike. Can you see? Well, then don't show. Oh, why? Oh. Look, so I um okay so Jess was trying to show if you're listening Jess was trying to show the food to the camera, um but you know I've had people try and they almost like drop things over mm -hmm. so I've taken I've taken photos for Instagram okay. so okay. if you are listening and you really want to see the, the food we're eating go to Instagram to see it and then eventually the goal is to make full on recipe videos of all the food for the show and have that be on YouTube so like you can really you know your heart's desire when it comes to food but just know that and while you're listening to the, us eating that. Uh, enjoy your own food while you're listening to the show. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what we have here, let me put my mic on really quick. It's a beautiful little hummus dish. Yes. Mm. Okay, so mm -mm -mm. what we have here is I made a beet hummus, okay? It has lots of garlic and it has fresh beet and chickpea. And then we also have some asparagus. We have some watermelon radish, some sugar snap peas, cucumbers, Persian cucumbers, bell pepper and um both yellow and red and yeah so i just want a really great crudite while we answer some questions and then we'll move on to like later on we have some starchy okay. creaminess yeah, yeah, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. okay so, so i can eat this we can eat while we're yeah okay. let's do it but I, okay they can see this they want to see go this. for it this one you can oh okay yeah, yeah it's yeah. like really bright it's purplish beautiful. red it's got a perfect it. swirl thank you a little salt on i top. try oh okay mm. Mm. Good. Tahini loaded, baby. Yeah, I I like a lot of because I, I um. I like that too because it's strong. Beet is not my first. I've actually been like becoming accustomed to beets. Mm. Like I never liked them. Maybe even like a couple weeks ago, mm. too much. But like they've been really. That's the thing about vegetables and fruits. Like you just get used to them, and like totally. you start to develop more of a flavor or, or more of an appetite for them. And beets are definitely one of those things. But yeah. Okay, so here are some questions, all right? Okay. Um, the first ones are going to come from Instagram, all right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of talked about this, but you can really go more in depth with it. Uh, how long have you been vegan for, and why did you choose to do it? I actually do love talking about this, um, and it's nice now to talk about it in a safe space. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I never want anybody... I live a pretty extreme life um, in terms of lifestyle, and I never want to put that on anyone. But I do think that if people find the right motivations, um, they can do do anything. Mm -hmm. And so I think sharing my motivations can be helpful. Yeah. Um, and it's also, but it's also not a need for anybody to feel, to be defensive. You don't have to tell me why you can't be vegan because I, I know that you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you're talking to someone who like, worshipped pork fat yeah. and would like like had countless amounts of it in her refrigerator to cook with um you know we all evolve whoop okay so yeah, it's been about two years but for two years before that i was vegetarian mm -hmm. and so i had always been experimenting i moved to la i guess about four or five years ago and i moved to la and before that i had always experimented with food um, after school, I felt really lazy. I wasn't writing enough. I wasn't doing enough stuff. So, 
you know, I tried a raw diet to have more energy or like I tried organic food. You know, I, I had different things. Mm -hmm. um, usually the motivation was something with myself. You know, I want to lose weight. I want to um, have more energy. Those things lasted like a week or so. <laughs> um, I moved to LA. I have always loved the ocean and coming to LA, I just became more inspired by it. Like I became more educated and I got to be by the ocean every week. Yeah. And it finally, uh, uh, after I hit my limit of Netflix documentaries and couldn't take out any more library books, and uh, honestly, the literature on oceanography is pretty boring. <laughs> like, so good to know, good to know. Once I hit my limit with all of that stuff, it just, it didn't take long for me to realize um, the agriculture industry, which is a very big polluting industry, more so than transportation, mm. um, and one that we have a little bit of agency over, so that's kind of cool. Um, I just was like, I don't think I can say that I love this thing and support this industry. So for me personally, it's a diet thing. It's not a philosophical thing. I don't not believe in killing animals, right? If mm -hmm. I had my own chickens, I would kill them and eat them. For me, it's more of a sustainability thing. Um, and some vegans have pointed that out to me that there is a philosophical and a dietary difference. So I just wanted to make that yeah. clear. I mean, but not killing animals is like, there's so many things beneficial yeah. <laughs> from choosing not to eat animal products. Um, and yeah, that that those that was my motivation. Yeah, I always say for me, if I if I were to go vegan, because I've been tempted, I've done it for a week for Tasty, mm -hmm. and I've um, like experimented, and I always eat vegan food all the time. Wow, look at that cucumber. I know. <laughs> um, but the biggest thing for that would make me want to switch is um, is just like creating a more efficient and more and a better system for our food service. Mm -hmm. And so like to me, the fact that like animals are really bad like really horribly treated and then that we have to like, have a system where it's like they're put into like cellophane packages and no one knows where the meat comes from and yeah. all that kind of stuff like that's what annoys me and i want like a more efficient better system um and that's what's always tempted me to, to fix is is, is mm -hmm. that and of course all the environmental stuff as well versus like not really the animals themselves and not really like my own health um yeah. but it, yeah it's, it's hard but there's people like you that do it really well. And I think the, what I want to do is I want to make the world be more plant-based and more plant-focused and yeah. have meat be like a special occasion. It should be a special thing. When you like, you raise the animal well and you get it like, so you get it once, once a month or like w twice a year. Honestly, even once a week, yeah. the demand of, yeah. I, I think people just like cut off. I mean, and, and what you, what you said, I think is true too. People not knowing their food. I yeah. think in this, in this country in particular, we have a really big disconnect from our food and, and the convenience of food. Yeah. Um, that is a huge thing that we need. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's just one of like, you know, we need the ground and we need to breathe and we need food and water. Yeah. So, you know, like I don't need Buzzfeed, yeah. you know, but we are so detached from the need of food, um, detached from the preparation of food and really just view it kind of as as a convenience or like what's the cheapest what's this yes, without thinking yes. about everything involved in that process in order to keep things da costs down a lot of really crappy things happen um and and that's also another really empowering thing um is well not only have i saved a lot of money being a vegan and that's not just conjecture i love doing monthly budgets <laughs> um <laughs> is that uh, it also makes you feel more powerful with how you spend your money. Money can be such a point of stress for us, and I've realized that it can be such a tool. Yeah. It can be an extension of yourself. It doesn't yeah. have to be this anxiety-ridden thing. And I mean, it is a privilege, um, you know, it is a privilege to, I think, maybe eat out vegan, but um, expense-wise in a grocery store, you're gonna save a lot more money spending it on plant proteins than on meat. meat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot. There was something else I was gonna say, but I'm just loving this hummus. Good. Yeah, we, we can get more into things as time goes on. Now we're gonna go to Twitter. Okay. Someone asked, "What is your favorite cheese?" So you kind of mentioned it already, but like, okay. maybe say what your favorite cheese was before you gave it up, mm -hmm. and then what your favorite cheese as a vegan is now. Yeah. So, I was a meat sandwich gal as a kid. Like I remember going to Grandma Maroney's in Virginia, and we would. Like be and she's a German one, German side of the family, 
and like not really big into cooking but like we would still go there and be excited to eat meat sandwiches yeah. like but all the meats like liverwurst bologna ham turkey two types of ham usually and just like put it all in a sandwich and eat it so i came from a really big deli meat background and I just remember discovering smoked Gouda. Mm -hmm. And that like totally elevated my sandwich game in the transition period of like this prepubescent like white bread yeah. sandwich, you know, to like really taking pride in preparing my own food. Nice. So I always remember that cheese really, really fondly. That's a strong cheese too, that's probably why. It it's, is, yeah. yeah. So it's like not something, but like, yeah, in order to, cause it is strong, but I mean, I think that that's what I liked about it back in the day. Privileged, privileged meat life. I have done that. Um, and then, so then, what's your favorite like a vegan cheese recipe or favorite brand you've bought before? Okay, I usually make cashew cream. It's the fattiest nut, legume, um, and it's just the texture is so good. Yeah, it is. Um, like, so I use it in everything: pasta sauces, um, coffee creamer. Because if you make an almond milk, the pulp that's left over is a little fleshy, and it's more like flour. Yeah, yeah. The pulp that's left over from cashew cream is essentially like a cream cheese texture. So you have milk and then you have your cream all like in one sitting. And this one time I left my cashew cream sitting open in the fridge for maybe a day or two too long. Um, but I'm definitely someone who just like puts stuff in her mouth and yeah, decides. Yeah. So put it in my mouth and uh, it tasted just like cream cheese. Wow, so it was and just the cashew. Just the cashews like. kind of fermented a little bit. Yeah, cashew, and it's got like the texture of ricotta. Love I make it. pizzas a lot, I put it boop, 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 boop. Make pesto, put it in the pesto. Oh, it's elevated, you don't even have to spend $17.99 on pine nuts. Yeah. Yeah, it's my it's my go-to nut. Great. Uh, what is your best softball story? Do you have any crazy softball stories? Oh, when Steph Miller pantsed me in eighth grade <laughs> in front of our male coach, who was also like the guy at my church. Oh my god! Who, like collected money. Oh god! Okay. Yeah, it was. Really but I knew the whole story. There's not much to it. I was playing first base. We were doing one of those drills where you hit the ball, mm -hmm. catch it, go throw to first, and then you rotate. I was at first. This little weasel was on second. And she's one of my best friends. And um, we, I don't know, we did a bunch of things like, you know, hit boobs and like just punched each other to, to Bitsy. And she, we were in a pantsing phase. She pants me and I didn't have any underwear on. I just oh. had slider shorts. Um, and I mean, she had pants me before and I had like really embarrassing underwear too. Like in middle school, I was probably about like 70 pounds. Okay. And like, People tease me for not wearing a bra, and I like didn't need to wear a bra because it, like I was just tiny and like so my underwear really reflected that. It wasn't like sexy limited to stuff. It was like you also were a kid. I know, but have you seen kids in bathing suits these days? I it's scary. I have I I can I can. I wanted to do that too, but it is so awkward. Thank God one pieces are coming back into right. style for women. You could top me off too, but <laughs> but yeah, pants me in front of Mr. Thomas, and he just had no reaction. He was on the pitcher's mound, um, and it was just straight prepubescent pubeless uh, Jess. Okay. Looking at, but I don't know. Softball was a tough softball was a tough sport for me. Yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> but you, I, but people. So everyone listening, Jess is like so good, and she's like. We play. We we are on our um, the old Buzzfeed uh, softball team called Buzz Lightning, and Jess is like the firecracker. She's like, okay, we got to play at one, two, three. Let's do this team. Like it's, it's always great. It's not wrong. It's like hard for me to not cheer even when like yeah. my voice is gone. Yeah, um, and yeah, just it's a blast. Always just being in her presence, honestly. And softball is just like an nth degree of that. Well, I am. I was on a date maybe two months ago. And like someone asked me, were you a nerd or were you like, what were you, were you a nerd in high school? Right. And I was like, I don't know. To me, nerd implies like I had some sort of interest. I th was like, my answer was, I think I was just unpopular. <laughs> but then, <laughs> okay, I think, okay. But like, you know, like I didn't do anything on the computer. I didn't read. I just like sat in my bedroom alone and like, uh, like, and sang to myself. 
uh, you know, and like would write that in my journal. Literally, like I have journal entries that are just Aww. sometimes I sing to myself and nobody knows. <laughs> Still do that. But like, um, uh. but uh, I was a jock. I was a jock. I played, I played sports in college. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I just didn't know it in high school because I wasn't popular. So like the girls who were like on the lacrosse team, like there right. were people who were known, you know, more than me. But um, yeah, I played in college. I played on the Olympics for a stint, and uh, yeah, I miss it. So being able to like exert some of that energy on fun. the field again is fun. Yeah. Now we're gonna go to Facebook. Okay. Um. So uh, tell us more about zero waste, and because I know a little bit about that, and I tried it my best for this dinner yeah but like tell me like what that consists of and like the boundaries of zero waste everything like that it consists of being prepared yes okay see i brought the towels for us to use as our yes um well zero waste is kind of a misnomer right i don't want people to be one turned off by the idea that like zero waste is impossible or the idea that like zero waste isn't really a mode of effective change it's a trendy thing. Mm-hmm. I, I do see that. Um, so I think it can turn a lot of people off of this, the same kind of thought process I had for becoming vegan. Here's this thing that I say I love. Uh, I don't think I can partake in this. And it just kind of struck me one day that, oh, there's probably other areas of my life that I can apply this to. Yeah. And so first it was veganism. Um, then... It was zero waste, and now I'm kind of also assessing the relationship to my clothes, and like, and that that actually mm. was like where I burp. <laughs> zero waste for me is pretty rigid. Um, there are definitely times where I'm bad, but I think what's important for me is to um, just kind of purport its ideas, not so much not buying that Kite Hill cheese. There are a couple things where I that I buy in bulk that comes in metal, like um, wine, mm-hmm. comes mm-hmm. in glass and metal. Um, and then also uh, oil. So I buy oil in bulk and like in a aluminum can. But other than that, everything is just not in packages. Right. So I get all my cashews from Sprouts. Um, I get all my vegetables from the farmer's market. And yeah, that's how I live. I bring my little napkin and I have a dish and a, that goes in a cute little backpack. Um, I don't really have any like bamboo. There's like, again, there's like really hip things and I like accessories for this movement, <laughs> which like if they make you feel good, you should get them. But for me, I was like, oh, look at my camping plate. And yeah. like, I, I I own a fork. Yeah. Let me just take that with me. But again, it's just like an extension of, of what I believe. It also like shook up my routine the same way veganism did. Yeah. I was like, ugh, ugh, now I gotta go to the farmer's market. But yeah. like, I met people, I had a new bike ride, and now like that is my routine. Those like, yeah. I have three stops that I do. Um, yeah, and just makes you, just makes you more aware in every aspect of your life, which mm. is good. Yeah, I, I was gonna say like, I think you like shaking up your life because it makes you like appreciate it more, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It also and it, it feels it feels good yeah. to live to your values. Like if like even if you did that for even if you did anything for that reason, like don't don't ever think that it's selfish. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> or think that it's selfish, but like that doesn't have to be a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. I would really encourage people to do this because it's fun, not to feel like feeling the pressure of being overwhelmed or you know, by society or by anything. I don't know. It's just like a really great way to take control. Yeah. And I... Yeah, I was going to say, it's almost like a minimalistic in a way. Like you're kind of like, you're you're kind of getting rid of things you really don't need in your life and focusing on things that you can reuse over and over again so Mm -hmm. that you are not like contributing bad to the planet. Yeah. And I'm still learning. It's like, you know, but again, it's, it's good to ground myself in these things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I think that's all of our questions, um, which means <laughs> now it's time for the actual dinner. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. Oh baby, baby. <gasps> There's so many. There's so many. <laughs> oh, look at those little ravioles. Okay, so here's the food. 
again, same thing. If you want to see what it looks like, you can go on Instagram or YouTube. Um, my Instagram is at MatthewFrancisJ. And Jess's is the J M Boogs. Don't look me up on Instagram. <laughs> she, I might. So, she works in social media and doesn't have one, which is hilarious and amazing. And I love her for it. Um, okay, so these um, are, I'm calling them golden spinach pierogies. Um, so inside, there is a potato, onion, and spinach mixture. Starch on starch. Yes. And then the outside is like a normal dough, but I added turmeric, so it's more yellow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have some sauerkraut on the side, which I will be saving this container and keeping it. And then I have some olives, too. Um, and uh, we also can dip in hummus. Like, just like, yeah, just like snack away. Yay! Um, and while we're doing this, so this is part of the segment. It's called Dream Dish. So while I'm dishing food for you, you have to dish for me mm. some kind of either a secret that no one would know about you mm. or something that you want to share to like the world that the world doesn't know enough about. So what are you going to no. dish? Oh my God. Yeah. Well, I feel like I'm a broken record if I dish. I probably know a lot about the intricacies of the climate crisis. Go, <laughs> a lot go for of people it. don't know about No, I don't want to talk about it. But y'all should join the Sunrise Movement. There are people who just look those people up. They're doing very smart and lovely things, and it's very young, inclusive, happy people mm. leading this movement that is also very straightforward. It was a really happy place for me to fall into, a framework for me to fall into after making all of these individual changes to be able to become more active politically, both in LA, California statewide, and then on the national table. What's, so, it, what's it called? Sunrise Movement. Sunrise Movement. They have a hub out here in LA that's really big, and if they don't have a hub by you, it's a decentralized thing, but if mm. they don't have a hub by you, start one. There's no, they're good, smart kids. Oh, it's crazy listening. Huh? Let's well, good. see. That's awesome. I dish. Well, I mean, that, I mean you, you dish more, but that also works. Like you dish, okay. you dished like a good. I dished it out. A dish. What, what is that? You you dished a resource. I love I love dough. Is it good? Yeah. How how is this tasting for you? Is it good? It's great. I mean, when he Matt asked me about <laughs> what my dream dish was, I was it was like, like boom 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 boom. I boom, know. Boom. Well, I was like I was like I feel like I can't say. It was hard because like mm-hmm. also a lot of my memories are tied with me and uh, and one of my favorite dishes is steak tartare. <laughs> so like but the other thing was I was like I eat pasta all the time for myself. Yeah. I mean that's probably my favorite dish, but uh-huh. I was like I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And then I immediately had these flashes of when my family would make mama tea's pierogies and Spanakopita, which yeah. my mom called Spanakopita. <laughs> or like, she, honestly, it was even more wrong than that. But, um, and he combined them both. Yeah, that, that's what I wanted to do. So she she mentioned Spanakopita, and I was like, that'd be really fun to do, but if I bought phyllo dough and other things, it'd be packaging. So- oh my God, you did it. Oh my God. Oh my God. Friendship is the best dish. Oh, mm-hmm. I love you. Yeah, and so I was like, well, I think if I make pierogies, I have everything already here. Mm. Um, and then I just add spinach and it'll have kind of, and I have like some green onion in there too. So it has like the same mm. kind of flavors as mm. spanakopita. Um, just without the cheese, of course. But yeah, so I combined spanakopita and pierogies. So it's like a Greek, Polish um, com- combination. Oh my God. But yeah. I love dough in almost, like every form. Good. Like you can't. To me, it's like you can't. I actually made pierogies for my family as like a twelve-year-old. Yes. And it was a hectic disaster. <laughs> like it was very globulous. It was like my first time making dough. Ever. Yeah. I mean, oh, I wow. cooked for my family a lot because my parents traveled for work, mm. and I had to take care of my little brother. And my little brother was definitely like very stereotypically a little brother with food. Mm. And he got away with everything and still got ice cream. So, like, he was never really encouraged to eat well. But he would always eat the food that I cooked. So, like, it created a nice dynamic between us because we were best friends. And then <coughs> I got a lot of praise of sauerkraut. <coughs> well. And uh, best for my love of cooking began. Mm. <laughs> um, Wait, what about sauerkraut? Sauerkraut was, in my, was oh. making me choke. Oh, it's strong, isn't it? <laughs> Oh. That's good. Mm-hmm. But that's great, yeah. I think people always have really interesting stories that like led them into food. Yeah. That's cool. Cause, so now we're getting into the actual like dinner view where we're just sitting and eating and chatting. Okay. And I, I want to like, you know, ask you about your life. So we, we've, we've gotten a lot 
of stuff about zero waste, about veganism, and about a little bit about your past, but I just want to dive in deeper. So like... Yeah, deep, deep, dive, deep away. <laughs> um, okay, so, I mean, so you kind of mentioned how career is no longer like the main focus of mm-hmm. your life, which is really exciting and interesting to me. Because mm-hmm. as I've gotten older, like career is really important to me, but like I feel like I've been missing out on a little bit of life stuff, and now I'm trying to get that back, which mm-hmm. is really cool. So like, so then what are your goals in life? Like what would make you happy? What are you trying to achieve? Right. In life. Totally. Um, it's, it is weird. It, it is weird. I, because I think before this point in my life, I didn't know the question to that answer. I didn't know the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. And I think now I don't know that answer to that question. However, I think now my goals are rooted in more of this idea of making a difference and um, having an impact on people. And it doesn't matter how big that impact is. Mm-hmm. I think as a kid, I was really bred to succeed and to me success meant a lot of external goals a lot of people seeing those external things and um i am grateful because i have a really hard work ethic but also now like the things that bring me joy they don't require that much work or it doesn't feel like work it doesn't um i'm really now kind of just deprogramming myself to take the time to celebrate um anything uh, any like anything and not feel bad about that not feel like that that's wasted time not yeah. and um really just trying to ground myself in that and you know and, and questioning that like i am in a privileged position where like if i wanted to stop working at buzzfeed i wouldn't run out of money immediately right um and that stems from not having student debt and also um, having really insane money anxieties where I've essentially saved like $10,000 every year of my life nice. at like every level of um, place that I worked, which is also kind of made me have a lot of realization at BuzzFeed. Like I'm making the most amount of money, but I'm forcing me to live a lifestyle where I'm spending a lot of money. And um, it's to, to, for me, no gain. Yeah. And... Um, so I feel I have a lot more faith in myself and I, I need more time to just let myself play and find out what it is. I mean, even if like I stopped working for a co- like two months yeah. and did just let myself play and found some forms of expression that weren't a side hustle, maybe didn't lead to any monetary gain, but like opened up new windows in my life, like that would be so accessible. So great worth it yeah it would be such um a lovely thing to happen yeah and i mean i'm nervous that that wouldn't happen you know i've all you know and and maybe it's naive but i i do know how i spend my money now i know how i survive i know what kind of level of maintenance i am um i mean i think the biggest fear is that i just like don't have any of those things <laughs> you know like i pick up a ukulele yeah. and i'm like Pfft, or yeah. like try to paint i'm like well nope I guess I just, uh, I'm just good around people and that's, but I think it's really just an acceptance game and like my levels of acceptance for myself especially have just changed and gotten better and the pressure to monetize all of these things that I love, I mean, this will be another dish. I think people like, um, oh, actually, yeah, well. We'll start with one dish. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, a big... And you, you've probably heard me say this. This has like yeah. a, been a big sticking point for me like these past year or so. Um, in my 27 years of life, I've always told myself that I'm not passionate and I don't have... I know, right? I know. And I don't have any... Um, because I don't have one focus that I don't have passion. Mm. That like, I'm never going to succeed until I find that one thing. And... Um, that narrative is berserk. It but is, that yeah. was the narrative that, like, I think probably a lot of people tell themselves. Mm-hmm. And like, what society says. Like, um, through, yeah. yeah, it's just like because you also, yeah, you have um, a society that like really, um, uh, really puts up these people who have succeeded in one area mm-hmm. of their life, and mm-hmm. like creates this narrative of like. Well, what did you dream about when you were a kid? And I was like, I don't know, mermaids? Like, and there was, it was, my dreams were all about love. Yeah. You know, they weren't even about career stuff. Yeah. 
Um, and my seven-year-old Jess's view on love is way different than your eight-year-old Jess's view on mm. love. So, like, yeah, no white picket fence here. Yeah. Rainbow fence all the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, like... Um, I love that way to say it. Rainbow fence instead I of just white made, That's a new one. That that's just great. came out of the old... That just deep-dived right out of there. Not, <laughs> not, not straight, normal, white picket fence. It's a rainbow like, fence. Rainbow fence. Okay. I love that. Okay. Put that on your social media, folk. Or I was going to say put it on a pillow, but that's also a great way to put it. Put it on a pillow, take a picture of it, then post, post it, it to your Instagram. There you go. There you not go. my fake one. And then and, and then credit it to just like, not no handle, just Jess Maroney. Mm-hmm. There we go. Um, um, but yeah. That's great. But now, yeah, now I have the, the, the point of this is to say that now, again, much like veganism, I just woke up one day and I was like, well... It wasn't random. I've been writing a lot, going through a lot of mental anguish. Um, <laughs> you know, woke up one day and was like, wait a minute, I'm passionate about everything. Yeah. Like, literally waking up in the morning to me is like an orgasm. I'm just so happy yeah. to be here. And I'm so happy, you know, to connect with someone like you. I'm just so, whether you bring a utilitarian purpose to my life at all. I mean, right. honestly, to me, like, Happiness is a very utilitarian. I was gonna thing. say, you know what? I think what really, <laughs> I think what drives us together. I think we're two types of people that really just get high on life. Yeah. Like yeah. we really, we really just love life, and, and like, yeah. Um, yeah, and that's what I love about you, and I think I, I also have that in me. So that's cool. And I think for a while it was really pent up. You know, like I wouldn't have described myself as an extrovert. Though I think I've been an extrovert my whole life, but I've never been able to express myself mm. and talk about it. Even this very loud boisterous version of myself was a very calculated like well this is a version that everyone seems to like so I'm just gonna keep going with this one let's dance and like I even had trouble with that I was like oh you're fake you're not authentic but it's like no who cares how I got here like Mm. this I like this version of me yeah um and it definitely started from just yeah really wake putting in the work to wake up in the morning and say that I loved myself and that led to this idea of like wait a minute I'm passionate about everything and that is okay yeah um, and I, that narrative repeated a lot in my life. Um, you know, this idea, this focus on one thing. And I guess I'll be, I'll be, I kind of want to share this because no one has ever shared this situation with me. Um, mm. like I've heard of versions of this, um, but like, this is kind of like my thing. <sighs> and it aligns with like the passion thing, which is, and I, maybe I've, sh- I, I share it like on a one-on-one thing, but you know, from like even from like a physical female pleasure perspective Mm. that I had like a really terrible relationship with sex Mm. uh, mentally and because of that I never felt that I had reached orgasm like and I never touched myself super catholic was like really ashamed of that stuff but because I felt that I wasn't achieving this one thing everything else around being physical and intimate with someone mm. was just tarnished and I wasn't doing it right and it wasn't wasn't worth it. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute, like yeah. again, like I feel so many, like I love ASMR, like you can crinkle a piece of plastic in my yeah. ear, well not plastic, but like you can tap on <laughs> a piece, waste. you can tap on a piece of wood in my ear and my body tingles, yeah. you know, That's like I can smell something in the kitchen and I like, so I started to focus on all of these other sensations, you know, when I was being intimate with someone that I do feel instead of like trying to be like, well, is that one thing gonna happen yeah. this time? And not being so focused on like the tiniest things. And that's what when some of our conversations are all a lot about like relationships and stuff. And like, mm-hmm. I really love coming to you with advice because I think mm-hmm. you have a lot of like, you know, maybe you said you're still kind of learning this stuff, but like you have a really open-minded view of relationships and like, and sex and dating and all that kind of stuff. So like, yeah, like let's, let's like dive more into that. Like what's, yeah. your, what's your philosophy on dating and relationships and all that kind of stuff? Well, I think I love relationships. You're yeah. right. <coughs> Dang it! <laughs> Just gotta go go with the flow. That's my philosophy. Um, I mean, I think well, that's the fun thing about relationships. Like there, there is no philosophy. Like it's an ever evolving thing. I mean, I'm definitely a fan of communication. I think that that's number mm-hmm. one thing. And um, like I think being involved with a the queer community even like the kink scene like there's a lot of focus on communication mm-hmm. and 
um, that's really it for me. And it's a journey. Like I would just encourage people to just try to be as honest as they can and know that they're always going to get better. And that like, if you don't feel comfortable in any situation, even if you're at like a party, mm. know that there's like someone else's energy at play. Mm-hmm. Like much like the way that I would tell myself, okay, you're dance, even though you're nervous, dance because someone else is going to be encouraged by that. Yeah. I mean, I love relationships. Yeah. I, I think they, they make me grow so quickly and I'm kind of addicted to being the best version of me. Yeah. So like. Well, see, I, see, that's what's interesting is because what like I learned from you is that when it comes to relationships and dating, it's like it's really just an exploration or exploration yeah. of yourself and and figuring out like how you can connect with people. And it's, there's nothing ever set in stone, mm-hmm. which I think is really fascinating because we're really we're always pitched this idea of like you're gonna find your soulmate, then you're gonna have yeah. that white picket fence. And through conversations with you, I've realized it's it's more just about like the time you do have with someone and making that special and how you can learn from them and make yeah. yourself better. And like, I've loved that. And like, and yeah, you just like, you bring those convers- those types of insights to our discussion, which I love. I, I want to like share that. And, and yeah, it's just been wonderful. And like, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, so thank you. Yeah, well, and, and thank you though, because honestly, like I think those moments for me are sounding boards. Cause mm-hmm. what I said earlier is like, you know, I could, you know, connect with you on things like that. And, you know, self-love has had a huge part of my journey. I mean, you only know me now. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, ap- I don't, I don't use the word crazy lightly because I don't like the implications of mental illness that it, yeah. um, health that it has. But it is, it is crazy to me to think of anyone who knows me now. And I am shedding that. I am shedding qualifying, like, Oh, I was an introvert, and I mean, I had lunch alone, and like, uh-huh. I'm shedding that because, like, I like loving myself, mm-hmm. and it is a practice. Like, I did wake up and say I love you to myself every morning in the mirror until it wasn't cheesy anymore. If everything passes, to me, it's more motivation to enjoy the moment and focus on the good stuff. You know. I love that. Um, well, that was good. I mean, we're kind of, we are kind of coming to the end here. So one interesting thing is this is the Dinner Views guest book, okay? okay? And everyone um, writes their name in there. We put about how many um, fast food favorites they got. And they ask a question for the next guest. Oh, Jaleesa's got me. So Jaleesa has a question for you and she was very excited to oh, she ask. she knew it was going to be me. She did. If you were stuck in the desert and had an unlimited supply of either of these things, what would you choose? Oh, oh, okay. Oh, this is good. Okay. She Movies did. or music, and why? I think music. Music. Okay. Why? Even when I was when I was an athlete, like when I would work out, I'd pick one song and I'd listen to it on repeat. If oh, any really? other song, because it dictated my mood so intensely. I'm much more entertained by the worlds I create. I think than if I had to repeat one movie. Right. Like, because they're dictating the narrative. I think a song could be like a million movies to me. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So then, so then, after we're done, you're gonna write a question for our next guest, which is Kevin Wind. Do you know him from Breastfeed? Yeah. Well, so I'm gonna have you write that question okay. for Kevin. We'll have it do it a little bit later. Okay. Okay. Um, and then yeah, so we're kind of we're at kind of at the end, and so the last kind of few things I always ask is, like, so if Jess were sitting here eating like a, like a younger Jess, like a seven year old Jess, <laughs> it would look the same. I look the same. <laughs> would what would she say about the dinner she had tonight? And what would she, what would you tell her as like a lesson? Oh my God. What would you say to her? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to pretend that she's like here. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah. She's sitting right there. Okay. What does what little Jess want to know? All right. Well, first of all, little Jess loves this. Okay. Little J- Jess of all ages has always loved dough. Great. And has not been afraid of vegetables. Great. So A plus there. I mean, my gut is telling me that it's a love yourself mm-hmm. thing. And that's not to say that if you don't love yourself every day, then you're doing something wrong. It's just to know that that you're loved and it can be by yourself. And like life isn't about being a high powered lawyer. It's about celebrating that love. And you're so cute and you're gonna do so well and bangs will work for you one day. And you are going to look like that for your whole life. 
So oh. start learning some jokes. <laughs> oh, that was sweet. Yeah, that. that's good job. Good, good job, Will Jeff. <laughs> oh, I love you. I love you. Um, okay, and just, yeah, I mean, that's basically it. I mean, anything else you want to say to anyone who's, like, watching or yeah. listening? love yourself. Love yourself, yeah. It's, again, I think it's, uh, it's not about perfection. It's not. The expectation should not be because you don't love yourself this day that you won't ever love yourself or that it's too difficult to attain or it's not something that is accessible to you. No. Love is abundant. Cheesy, again, this all sounds cheesy and hippy-dippy. Like, I get it. But it's because it's, it's cliches are... They're cliches are true because they're true. But also, also, it's crazy. It's I think it's even cheesier or more detrimental that we have to like make it cheesy in order to get to this place. It's like yeah. far more. Um, it's far more unacceptable how we treat ourselves, how we're conditioned to treat ourselves, and what we accept right. in the way that we treat ourselves, than it is to be cheesy and say I love you and to yourself until it sticks just give yourself a break yeah it's good girl it's good boy it's good person you're gonna it's be fine. good yeah like you and if you're ever struggling i don't have an instagram but i'm sure you could find me yeah somewhere come i live in thai town i'm always at the shortstop on mondays but come talk to me i love meeting new people yeah. and we'll just shoot the darn shit yeah Eat some food. I'll cook for you. I'll cook for you. Yeah. 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 Wait. Have we done that? Yeah. I've, I've eaten some of your food at like certain parties yes. you've thrown and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Potlucks. Love potlucks. Yeah. Potlucks are always great. Have more potlucks. Dance some yeah. more. Love yourself. Kiss someone you were afraid to kiss yesterday. Ooh. And live life. Yeah. So thanks for watching. Um, and thanks for listening. If you're only listening on the podcast. And yeah, that's, that's basically the interviews. We're done. Like I kind of, I'll do a little like outro, but okay. Should I go back? No, no, no. You, you can stay here. You can stay here. Um, okay. What do I want to say? I want to say thanks for spending your last hour with us. Um, thank you for kind of sticking with me as I'm figuring out how all this kind of podcast, longer form video works. And you know, I'm just in my dinky little apartment trying my best to create stuff that I care about and I think I'm doing a good job. Yeah, and, kudos! And I love I, that I have good friends like you that are joining me for the crazy ride. Um, and how do things do well on, on podcasts? So basically, I mean, if try and listen on Spotify or iTunes. I think you can like rate it or subscribe to it or follow it. That might help me out. Tell me, go, go to Instagram, tell me what you think or how I can improve things. I'm here to like, make your time cooking enjoyable just you know i want to hang out with you during this hour hang, hang out with my friends Come my friends out. are so cool Come hang out. and thanks for watching or listening to interviews more to come see you next week then dance ultra oh. <laughs> pierogi belly gotta get it out wait and, and oh, 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 oh. little jess it's you <laughs> <laughs> yay Good. Yay! Thanks you. And now we can turn it off and talk for real. Okay! <laughs> Bye.